hello everyone. Um, my name is uh, Lewis. Uh, I run a website called UK Scum Scene, which is um, a blog all about rock and metal and heavy bands from the UK. I also do a website called Sega Driven, which is a Sega website. If you might have might have already guessed that one from the title, but um, yeah, I just wanted to do a little uh, sort of solo thing, really, um, because I noticed the other day that um, as of the end of 2016, I would have been using uh, one of my favourite websites, uh, Last FM, for five years. Um, so Last FM, if you don't know what it is, is basically a website which tracks uh, what music you listen to, and you can sync it up with your computer or whatever so that when you're playing music it will log it on the website you have an account basically and it makes in you know, a personal log and you can also make it synchronize with your iPod or whatever the hell you use as an mp3 player um, so that when you know you sync it back up with the PC it transfers anything that you've played to um, the website and it basically becomes like a big database of everything that you've ever played it's almost like a Wikipedia sort of thing as well because as you click through into songs and artist name or album name or whatever it will then show you you know how many times you've logged that you know what songs are on the album information about the bands whatever it's also a really good way of getting recommendations for things that you know it, it will it will track your listening and suggest you bands in a similar vein it's very good for that actually like re like probably probably the best website for it actually um, um i discovered quite a few bands through it uh one of my favorites being full of hell and yeah i've got a lot to thank it for in that regards because um it's got just a really good i don't know i don't know what you call it but basically the architecture of it uh gives you really good recommendations so yeah um what i wanted to do basically was go through my top 10 songs um logged on last fm on my personal account because it's not I didn't think it was very reflective of my listening tastes, but when I thought about it more in like depth, um, yeah, it may it, it, it is quite accurate in a weird way as well. So, um, so in more of my adult life, I say in inverted commas, um, I feel like I've gravitated um, towards a lot of uh, punk and hardcore punk. Um, just sort of a messier live sounding heavy music as opposed to when I was younger and I first got into like metal and stuff it was like everything must be really heavy and metallic and precise and very processed almost um, which have really gone off in like you know well the last five years of my life probably um, so I thought my top ten songs would reflect more sort of like punk and hardcore and just messy sounding music because that's what I like personally I like I like things to sound imperfect um, metal in particular especially the way it went more recently what with like genres like gent it just feels like it's got very it's a bit cookie cutter in a weird way everybody goes for this really sort of like hyper polished robotic sound um, like all the drums are really sort of front and center and really sharp and it, that's not drums like you you go to a, a concert and drives uh, drums sorry sound absolutely mental like they're just all over the place and thrashy and a bit just messy and that's how i feel like they should sound um and i really like that in punk 
a lot um, is that you know drums are just sort of left to their own devices and they just kind of sound like they should in my mind. Um, so yeah, so I was expecting to see loads of hardcore, um, lots of punk, and while there is some, uh, I've I've also realised that like just very sort of typical popular song structure is kind of something that I'm very much into. I like verses, I like choruses, um, and then I like there to be a bridge before we go back to the chorus. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like sort of the traditional song structure of pop music, and um, whilst a lot of these songs are obviously quite sort of heavy, I guess, um, or guitar-driven, which is a term I don't particularly like because most things are, um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of pop I suppose in here um, not traditional pop as in like I don't know your Lady Gaga's or whatever um, I mean I'm a big I'm a big Michael Jackson fan but he's not featured in the top 10 at all but yeah that sort of mentality is very much a part of all of these songs so I found that quite interesting and I just wanted to discuss them basically so I'm going to start in reverse order and we'll go through it uh, bands do repeat I'm afraid um, so you'll have to ignore the fact that you'll hear multiple songs by a certain artist but it's just because for whatever reason those artists have become some of my favorites of the past five years and um, I, I I very much listen to albums as opposed to songs so um, yeah you'll notice that certain artists crop up a lot because their songs are featured on a single album or whatever yeah anyway let's just get on with it um so first up at number 10 i suppose um if we're going to do this properly is um no love by him forever and ever Now, um, him are my favourite band of all time, or uh, they have been since I discovered them, basically, which would have probably been 2004, when they released And Love Said No. Um, I uh, I was already quite into the singles off Love Metal, and um, yeah, so off the back of that, I basically went and got And Love Said No, because that was their latest record out at the time, which is essentially a compilation album, um, sort of collects their best of, or singles, or whatever. Uh, with some new stuff, and uh, yeah, I was like, there's not a bad song on this, I really like this band. So if you don't know anything about him, him are a Finnish uh, rock band, I wouldn't say they were metal, despite the fact that they've got an album called Love Metal, but hey-ho. Uh, heavily influenced by like Black Sabbath and Typo Negative, so very sort of gothy, sort of almost doomy kind of thing, but at the same time very memorable, very catchy. And all their songs are essentially about love. So um, they can be a bit sort of sugary, I think. And that puts a lot of people off them. I think, um, I, I mean, I have seen them and uh, people have been like shouting at them to get off fucking cock rock band. What are you doing on stage? Um, and I'm just like, whatever, mate. You enjoy whatever fucking goth shite is coming up next. <laughs> now, I've got a lot of time for goth music. I'm just being stupid. Um but yeah, um, him, absolutely adore them. Uh, one of my favourite bands, uh, in 2010, I think I got a him tattoo as my first tattoo, which is like, 
the most loser fucking everybody has that tattoo thing. But do you know what? I've never regretted it. Um, and every time him release an album, I'm always really, really excited. And it always sort of like does what I want it to. And that's something I, I quite like actually personally is my own anticipation for things. I love it when it's, when things meet it. Um, because I don't often play into the hype with a lot of stuff like prior to release. And, um, I have like a very, a few things that I get super, super excited about. And when they totally deliver on that, they become like some of my absolute favorite things in that regard. Um, so yeah, it's like personal. It, there's, there's a personal attachment to it. You know, it's like I, I was, I wanted this and I wanted it to be great and it totally was. So now that's why it's one of my favorite things. And this, this is basically here because of that, because no love comes off hymns currently most recent album uh tears on tape and it's a barnstormer man um what i really like about no love is the riff at the start but it rocks like a mother bitch it's so cool um it just has it just has the right intro i love like my dad's like this as well actually um just like an intro that's sort of like it starts off sort of quite reserved you can sort of hear the riff and then everything comes in together, you know, the drums and the bass and everything add, add, add together and that, and that riff just elevates and it just makes the introduction of the song so like awesomely powerful. And what I really like about the chorus to No Love is it reminds me of another hymn song called Right, right Here in My Arms, uh, which is just a proper rocker. Oh, my phone's not on silent. Better sort that out. Um, yeah, just a real rocker. And, uh, this totally has those elements. It's like, it's like all the best bits of him in one song. There's no and I really, really like it a lot. So yeah, that's uh, No Love by him. A really good song. I would highly recommend it. As I would any of the songs on this list because they're all belters. Right, okay. Uh, number nine then. Uh, this is Hello Darkness by Turbo Negro. So, Hello Darkness is the third song, I think, on Sexual Harassment, which is, again, is the most recent Turbo Negro record. Um, is it? No, it might be the second song. It's the second song, sorry. Um, yeah, and um, this is another album that I was, like, I had mad anticipation for. So, Turbo Negro are probably, like, my favourite punk band. Um, I absolutely adore them. Uh, I'm not part of the Turbo Judge End or whatever it is, however you pronounce that, I'm not too sure. Um, the big sort of like global fan club thing where everybody wears a cut-off denim jacket with like a big Turbo Negro patch on the back and the city you're from. Um, but yeah, um, I just really like them. They're a really good band. And um, so they, they describe their sound as death punk, um, which is 
really just uh, a buzzword, to be honest with you. They are very much a sort of a glam rock band crossed with a sort of like a, a punk band. So they've got a really sort of like anthemic, um, big sound that's very sort of chorus led. But at the same time, it's, you know, like it's a punk. It's it's definitely like the sound is, hot, is heavily rooted in punk. But there's like big sort of stupid glam rock solos. And there's just, there's a lot of fun to be had with Turbo Negro, a really good band. And um, if the name is putting you off, it's literally just because they think things that are fast and black are cool. So, hence Turbo Negro. There's no sort of racial connotations to it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, Hello Darkness is an amazing song. Um, the, the the introduction track to Sexual Harassment, I Got a Knife, is a really, really good song um, in its own right. Don't get me wrong. A perfect way to open the album. But like, um, this album in particular was the first with their current vocalist, Tony Sylvester, who used to be in a band called Dukes of Nothing. And he's actually like, I think the leader of the London-based chapter of the Turbo Negro fan club, or Turbo Judge End. And um, yeah, so they got him on board to sing on this record. And I think a lot of people don't particularly like this record because his, his voice is so different to the previous vocalist, Hank, who has a very sort of melodic and sort of glam rock sort of voice, I suppose. Whereas Tony's got a very sort of a harsh, sort of rough-sounding punk vocal sound and um yeah i can i can appreciate that that would be quite a, a quite a heavy stylistic change for a lot of people and and i can understand why sexual harassment as an album puts you know puts people off turbo negro but just musically and like song based and we're talking about songwriting in particular like this is a really fucking good album and hello darkness is like the first time where it like reminds me of old Turbo Negro because it's very sort of the vocals in particular are more sung instead of like I don't know screamed. And yeah. It's 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 just got that 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 edge to it that reminds me of that band and only that band. It's the only it, it's a song that only Turbo Negro could have written, and I fucking adore it for that reason alone. And it just rocks. It's such a good song. Like I have such a good time. It, this this album has like a real sort of party factor to it. Like it, it, you can dance to this record. It's like a heavy record that you can dance to, which I really enjoy. Um, and Hello Darkness is totally a really good example of that. So. Um, Next up, we have uh, She Is Beautiful by Andrew W.K. Andrew WK is um, bizarrely like I don't know like it's a, it's a weird thing when he sort of broke out with his first record um, 
which is beautiful is on um you are either in the camp of like oh you know party hard's a really good like pop rock song isn't it that's a good fun time isn't it um or it's like what the fuck is this dickhead doing like he's 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 making fun metal that's not what metal's about you should take metal seriously and that's like the fucking stupidest attitude in the world uh, andrew wk makes amazingly good fun like rock songs and uh his first album is kind of flawless um i absolutely adore she is beautiful um it's like the single that everybody forgets um it starts with like this really sort of thrashy like riff that's that that doesn't really sort of like that's not a sound that features on a lot of andrew wk stuff he kind of goes for this sort of big glammy sort of like um you know heavy metal or sort of like glam rock style um guitar which um is more yeah that's that's more his style basically uh she is beautiful kind of had kind of fuses that with a thrash sound and it's just this really nice driving powerful pop song um and like it's it's like the best it's the best song on the album as far as i'm concerned it's such a good song um i have such a good time with she is beautiful um it has the perfect music video if you've never seen the music video it's like exactly what i can see when i listen to the song um <laughs> so basically andrew wk like wakes up at midnight um plugs in a microphone puts the single on and then like just like rampages through his house whilst singing the song and the microphone has like this enormously like impossibly long cable on it so he goes like everywhere in the house and then by the end of it he's out on the street and he's just being a fucking nuisance and it's it's perfect it's exactly like the visual that needs to be mar married with this with this song it's so fucking good um yeah she is beautiful is like a perfect rock song um i have so much fun with it like i say i love that thrashiness to it which is not something that you normally get from Andrew WK, but it just it just just pushes this song like over the edge. I mean, like, if you think about Party Hard and how like incessant that is, like as a song, it's just like always fun, always like positive and just driving and really fun um she is beautiful is that with just a little bit extra that just makes it like fucking like almost too overboard but at the same time i'm just having a great goddamn time with it it's um it's yeah it's easily my favorite song off i get wet which is the album it features on um which is a, a brilliant fucking record by the way like if you've never listened to i get wet you should totally do it because there's like not a bad song on it it's super super happy and it's all rock it's all quite heavy and it feels quite sincere it doesn't like i think people misinterpreted andrew lbk a little bit like i think people thought he was taking the piss a little bit at first and it was like ah oh, you know this this is kind of funny for a laugh but it's it's not he's not playing it for laughs he's doing it because he likes that style of music he likes that old 80s glam kind of thing and he's just sort of continued doing it but with like a better better production values and like this huge wall of noise like the way he layers his guitars just that like everything sort of sounds like one instrument almost it's so cool like just the way the music is like melded together every part of the music like fits in its space in exactly the right what the way it should and it just creates this lovely thick just but just surprisingly bright sound 
um, which is like just Andrew WK himself. Like that's that's his sound, and he he lays like ownership to that. And um, I really really hope he releases a new album soon because goddamn I've missed that boy and his music for quite a while now. Um, yeah, Andrew WK, what a what an artist. And you're gonna he's he's gonna feature quite heavily in this list, by the way, <laughs> um, because I was listening to him a lot last year. Like um, for something in like my brain sort of like clicked at some point last year and it was like i can't listen to like really negative like serious metal all the time i need something that's just a little bit brighter and just puts me in a better mood and um andrew wk was like really high up the list of bands that um or well or artists that kind of like fit fit that mold so um next up we have <laughs> two songs in, like that are right next to each other by the same artist and they actually lead into each other um uh, they're by garugamesh they both come off their album monster and at number seven in particular it's it's the introduction to the entire album just the intro song it's just called intro I want to mention it as its own thing because like even though it plays a very important part into the track that it like leads into I absolutely adore it as its own thing it's like the perfect like getting me amped up for like a big stupid new metal record and it does that so well it's it's the way like when it when when he says it's monster and it sort of like echoes that it's monster um and then the drop happens it's just like so satisfying I want to like punch through walls and like ram my head through doors and stuff it's like i uh, it's so satisfying and like chunky there's the production value on like recent garugamesh records is fucking awesome um like the 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 kick drum just sounds like it could level houses it's mental <laughs> it's it's so like satisfyingly chunky um and despite the fact that I berated like really precise sounding metal to begin with, like this kind of has that going on in its production style. But at the same time, they really enforce like the bass to the point that like it's just like so, so fucking heavy. Like for music this catchy, like it shouldn't be this heavy. Um, if you if you made like an actual metal record, like I don't want to say actual metal, if you made a serious metal record with this production style it would be fucking like just the heaviest fucking thing you've ever heard of in your life um and i'm kind of glad that they haven't like done that and just gone with something that's really sort of like catchy and like um just memorable you know like it's really good fun so yeah intro there's not really much to talk about because it's about like a minute and a half long um but it's like the perfect introduction to this album and it leads into number six which is guru gamesh's drain
um, which is like the best song that could have started this record. <laughs> it's like right. So if you've never, if you haven't, if you've never been familiar with Garugamesh before, they're basically um, a new metal band from Japan. They've been going for quite a while. Um, 2003, I think the first record was, and very sadly they split up last year. Um, but they're like probably one of the longest running sort of new metal bands I can think of, and they were always really fun. They made like this sort of like pop metal sort of sort of stuff, and um, Monster was their last proper full length. They did some other bits and pieces after this. They like they did like a best of album, but they re-recorded all the songs in the sort of production style of Monster. Highly recommended. Really good record. Uh, they did a couple of EPs as well, Gravitation and uh chimera which which are all right they're going they're going more towards that like metalcore sound instead of this sort of like pop metal new metal thing that they got going on the monster which um is fine i suppose but i really like just how stupid and silly and over the top they are and they're always really really catchy and one of the things i really liked about them is um the drummer is kind of like the main songwriter which when you think about it when you listen to the music it kind of makes a lot of sense um because the drums are always sort of front and center but like they stay they accompany like the riff so really like just so well like the way the song sort of like gallop and move is very sort of driven by like the drums and um yeah drain is like a perfect example of that and one of the things i really like that they started doing on this record is they've started to include like that sort of like bro step weird sort of electronic-y thing going on so you'll have like a break where it goes <laughs> and when it all comes back in like it's just so satisfyingly daft um drain is like the biggest stupidest song they've ever written and i fucking adore it it's so good um yeah i, I cannot recommend this enough um such a good track um it's it's really, really worth checking out if you like heavy music, but also pop music. Um, so yeah, that's Drain by Garugamesh. Right, um, it's top five time, and it's another visit from Andrew WK. Um, so this is one of two songs that comes off his Japanese covers record, which um, I bought on a whim just because I was like, I need more Andrew WK. Oh look, there's a Japan-only covers album. That sounds like a laugh. Let's give that a go. Uh, he did the whole thing himself. Like this whole record is like completely self-produced, self-like recorded, um, to the point that he's obviously using a drum machine um, on it, which is a bit of a shame because it it means it lacks a little bit of that oomph that I would have liked. But two of the songs on it are like two of my favourite Andrew WK songs, even though they're not his. Um, and um, the f- this this one at number five is uh, Linda Linda. I want life to be beautiful, just as beautiful as a a gutter rat. There are parts of me I've hidden from you, and they will never show in photographs. which is by originally by a, a Japanese punk group called the Blue Hearts and Andrew WK has basically taken it a very sort of traditional sort of like punk rock song in the sort of Sex Pistols mold and he's glammed the fuck out of it 
and it's now really bright and happy and daft in Andrew WK's way. Um, and I've, oh, I just adore it. I love it so much. So Andrew WK does this thing where he sort of like multi-tracks his vocals so that he sounds <laughs> enormous, <laughs> um, which is one of those things I really like uh, about his sound. And he's also added like piano to the riff on this, which makes it sound brighter and more positive. Um, but one of the things I really like that he's added is in the chorus, where uh, at the end of the Linda Linda line, he sort of does a, a woa as well. In addition, which just gives it something. It just gives it a little bit of an edge that I really like. It makes the chorus like really super catchy. And if you listen to the original song, it doesn't have that extra whirr. And it doesn't like hurt it. But at the same time, I can totally see why Andrew WK added it. Um, it just makes it like, gives it a little bit more oomph. And it's super catchy as a result now. Um, I fucking adore this song so much. It's, it's, it's over pretty quickly, but it's so much fun. It's again, like a proper distillation of what Andrew WK is all about. Um, and it's someone else's song and he made it totally his own. Um, which is, uh, again, I respect a lot for covers. I'm not the biggest fan of covers in general. Um, I feel like they can go like one or two ways. You can either like do them straight and kind of not fuck around with a great song. Um, and just, you know, play it, play it straight and safe, which is fine. And I don't mind that. I like, I quite like hearing sometimes, you know, like what artists have influenced another artist through their, through their covers, you know, or you can do it this way, which is like, take all the elements, meld them with your own sound and make them basically one of your songs. Um, that can go, that can go badly sometimes as well, unfortunately, but, uh, Andrew WK seems to have a pretty good knack for, for making it like making songs into his songs almost, you know, uh, and Linda Linda is a really good example of that. Uh, yeah, it's a really solid track. It gets me super jacked. Um, I'm really, I have a really good time every time I listen to it. Uh, it puts a big smile on my face. And I could, cannot recommend it enough. It's, it's super good and you should totally check it out. So next up at number four, we've got Giga P featuring Kagamine Rin. <laughs> uh, and right, the song title is like plus and then the symbol for like men, I guess. Um, let me, let me just make sure that is, that, that, that is definitely the case. Symbol for men. Um, like the male symbol, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. The little circle with the arrow kicking out of it. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, the song is called Plus and then the symbol for males. That's that's nice. That's nice and easy to Google, isn't it? Um, so yeah, um, this is the only Vocaloid song on this list. Um, I really like Vocaloid, Vocaloid music. Um, I want to say it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but it totally isn't a guilty pleasure anymore. Uh, I got into it in 2011. Um, I went to Japan with my friend Sven, and we kept seeing like 
advertisements and music and stuff like for Hatsune Miku and um, there's a game in the arcade that was quite heavily featured everywhere at the time and it was like what's all this about I want to I want to I want to find out for myself so I played on the arcade cabinet um, which are they're really awesome cabinets by the way they've got like headphone slots so that you can actually hear the music properly um, which I always thought was kind of cool and uh, yeah I played that like once and it was like oh oh I get it I get it I totally understand um, so yeah um, Vocaloid music is basically pop music essentially or it can be whatever genre wise to be honest with you but the the key thing is that it uses Vocaloids which are synthesized vocalists basically Hatsune Miku being kind of like the popular one um, but yeah Kagamine Rin is one of them as, as Kagamine Len as well in fact I think this is Kagamine Len if I remember correctly Kagamine Len is the boy of the two like sort of yellow children <laughs> um, Rin is the is the girl so yeah this is Ren uh, Len sorry Ren or Len I can't remember um, but yeah um, it, this is a fucking awesome song so um, Giga P does he, it seems this seems to be like a style that permeates his music quite a lot is this sort of happy hardcore thing going on and um, this song in particular is like so hyperactive like it doesn't let up um, it, it's it, it's it's not the sort of thing you'd want to listen to if you were having like a nervous breakdown <laughs> because it would drive you over the edge um, but if you like fun music and just like catchy like melodies and things um, this is like so fucking good um, it always puts me in a really really good mood um, and there's an awesome video like if you if you do try and search for this um, there's a video like that's some basically there's like a Japanese dance troupe I don't know what their names are but it's like these five guys and they're all dressed in sort of like white and white coats with like blue trim and they do like a dance routine to the song and I think that's the top result for the song if you if you search for it and it's perfect like the the visuals totally match the song so well like the dance is really sort of like overly energetic and just like in your face and like like the song itself and it matches again like the visuals match the song so well again <laughs> I've spoken about like how I really like She Is Beautiful and its video matching the music. It's just something I really enjoy like with, with music. I think if you can meld your music video to work with something on like if you can just if you can just iterate how the song makes you feel visually, I think that's a really impressive thing to do. And yeah, that little dance video totally does the trick for me. Um but yeah, it's kind of difficult to talk about this because it's it's you're either going to love this or hate this to be honest with you. Like it it's super hyperactive. It does not let up, okay? You're not going to get like a moment of respite during this song. So if it's already too much, like from like the first 30 seconds, then you're probably not going to like it. But if you're curious enough to listen to it all the way to the end, I'm hoping it will also become one of your favorite songs because I have listened to this so fucking much. I love this song so much. There was a point where I was listening to it like every day and it was just putting me in a fucking great mood. And I was like, I can do anything! <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Giga P, um, plus, and then the male symbol, um, 
yeah, what a fucking mental song. But it's kind of brilliant. So, yeah, check it out. Right, top three. Finally, a, a new artist. <laughs> um, because, no, not so, not finally. We had a new artist before with Giga P as well. Um, but yeah, this is the, this is going to be the last new artist in this list. And then we're going to return to two others. Um, so this is another band like Andrew WK that I sort of got back into last year because they were really posy and just fun and energetic and putting me in a great mood every time I listen to them. And they're Poly6 from Japan. They are sort of like a new wave ba- uh, band crossed with a punk band uh, with lots of electronica mixed in their sound. And this song comes off their album Now Is The Time and it's called Wild One. is the fucking best Poly6 song they've ever written. There's no argument here. Like, Poly6 have an amazing back catalogue of weird, fucking, crazy, punk, indie rock, electronica, just madness. And there's just something about Wild One that I fucking adore. Um, So, Wild One is um, very sort of traditionally structured as a song you know it's very much the pop song structure versus choruses a bridge and then we go back into the chorus again um it so there's it's not doing anything particularly special but what it is doing is perfect um so i i, I love the way poly six keyboard player sort of melds her sound with the rest of the band she's unfortunately not with the band anymore so like she's just kind of in replace with the backing track which is a bit of a shame but she was in the band at this point and um yeah her big bleepy bloopy fucking keyboard melodies just match so well with what's happening with the rest of the song so the guitar is always quite sort of i don't want to say nasally but it's like um oh what's the fucking word it's not like overly distorted it's quite sort of like not tinny not um high pitched but you, you get the idea. I'll I'll play you a bit. You can understand. It's not like typical heavy music where it's all like overdriven and downtuned and stuff. It's like you know, it's quite a traditional sort of like tuning, and it's nice and bright. Bright. That's the word I'm looking for. Um. And the bass, bizarrely, is quite chunky and bouncy, <laughs> um, like you'd expect more from heavier music. Um, but I guess because there's that punk element to their sound, that's why they kind of choose that. And I love the fucking sound of the bass. And it and it and it's married so well with the keyboards. And then the vocalists... So there's two vocalists in politics, and they kind of share duties. Uh, this song is sung by the bass player, who... Um, yeah, so she's... 
she's got more of a uh, more traditional singing voice whereas uh, the guitarist has more of a yelpy sort of like high-pitched voice which is very unique i suppose um i really like it i really like both for their own reasons but yeah wild one is sung completely by the bassist and she's wicked she's great it's and this is all in english as well which is um uh, poly six are pretty i think they're just you know their native language is japanese so i don't know if they actually speak english very well or not but um yeah this whole thing is in english um but it's just a really really cool song the thing I absolutely adore about this song is the bridge. So during the bridge, um, the keyboards take center stage and they sort of play like the main sort of like chorus mel- melody, but with like this really sort of bleepy, just sort of almost chiptune kind of thing going on. But it's kind of distorted and weird and funny. And during the last sort of like bar of it, um, it goes out of tune for a little bit and it always makes me laugh. It's like, this is the only song on this list, right? That like genuinely like makes me grin every time I like hear that bridge. Like I get a proper beaming, stupid shit face grin. And it's, it's it really makes me laugh. It's just such a good time, um, and there's nothing like it. Like the Polysix are so unique. Polysix are like the ex- that are the band that I think like champion doing weird shit for the sake of be- doing weird shit. And I I'm f- I fully back any band that wants to be fucking weird um, because you get cool stuff like this. No 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 progress is made in art, the artistry of music if you aren't willing to take like chances and make weird shit and polysix are making the weirdest shit and i adore it sometimes you get like awesome pop songs like this sometimes you get really abstract crazy sort of new wave stuff sometimes like you'll get a song where the vocals are completely pitch shifted up and they're all squeaky and chipmunky for some reason just because why not and i love that i love that Polysix just do what they want, and I, I hope that they continue to do whatever the fuck they want because they make really interesting music, and occasionally they make absolute bangers like Wild One. Right, top two. So this song was on the number one slot for like most of these five years up until last year, um, where it got uh, like the throne was taken by another song basically. Um, so at number two, it's another Turbo Negro song from Sexual Harassment. It's Shake Your Shit Machine. You're a big girl, ain't ya? Now, along with having the best song title ever. <laughs> um, shake your shit machine, man. What a fucking turn of phrase. I love it. Um, it's also like the most Turbo Negro song of sexual harassment. Like it sounds like classic Turbo Negro. It's predominantly sung instead of that sort of raspy, growly sort of voice that, um, Tony does on most of the songs. Um, 
It's got the biggest chorus. Get up and win. Shake your shit machine. Take a chance on the 17. Oh yeah. Press the press machine. Shake your shit machine. Um, I love the introduction. <laughs> You're a big girl, ain't ya? And um, it's it, it's just a fucking great time. Turbo Negro make great fun party music all the time. And this is the best song on the album by a country mile. I have so much time for it. I listen, I, again, this is another song that I was listening to like most days, um, just repeatedly. And it's fucking great. Oh, it's so good. Um, like, I, I don't know what else I can say about it, to be honest with you. It's like perfectly structured. It's, it's got a great chorus. Like, the verses are awesome because they're always like building and you can feel like this. The, the chorus is coming, the chorus is coming and it drops and it's just like, yes, I want to sing along and dance and have a great time to this song all the time. And, uh, it, it's perfect. It's such a good song. Like, anybody that shits on sexual harassment as an album because they're, oh, I can't get all with Tony's vocals, show them Shake Your Shit Machine because I, th- I feel like that's like the closest you're going to get to like converting someone because it's got it, it it's it's predominantly sung it's not it's not as you know it's not in the same sort of like range as hank because he had a higher pitch range um and he sort of sat like more like higher on the on the scale as opposed to tony who's kind of you know sort of lower down but still some great singing on this it's really funny um the lyricism great it's just you know again like it it totally puts you in that party vibe it's got a great positive attitude towards it I haven't. I, ca- I can't. I, I can't say any more about it. It's just a great song. It's the best song on that album. And again, it was like, it was one of those songs from that record that like solidified it as like meeting my own expectations. I was really excited about that album coming out, and it came out. And then songs like Shake Your Shit Machine happened, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm on board. This is it. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to hear. This album is now one of my favorite records of all time, and. Yeah, I think it is. I think it really is, to be honest with you. Sexual Harassment is a fucking awesome record. No offence to the rest of Turbo Negro's back catalogue, because there are probably are better albums in their back catalogue, but over the past five years, I've listened to that album more than any of the others. And it's probably because my anticipation was so high for it, and when it came out, it delivered on my anticipation, and now... I, it's in like constant rotation. I, I listened to the album so damn much. I bought the fucking record with the vinyl, like with this, uh, with the the slipcase for the record is made out of denim, which is mental. The record itself is like flesh coloured. Um, it's awesome. I love that album so much. Uh, it gets spun so damn much, and I really cannot recommend it enough. Really, really good record. Right. So it's number one time, and it's a uh, artist that's already featured. It wasn't Turbo Negro. It wasn't Groove Mesh. It's not him. It's not Poly6. It is Andrew WK once again. And it's another out, another song off that Japan covers album that I was talking about previously. This song is a cover of Giropon, Rapongi, um, now just shortened to Giropon. <laughs> Um, I need to find out who actually did it originally, um, because um, 
I, I, I physically don't know. <laughs> um, and annoyingly, the artist name appears to be in like kanji. Oh, fuck's sake! I'm gonna have to Google this kanji and see if I can find an English translation of the name. Uh, Nezumi Senpai. There we go. Uh, he's a film director, and he appears to have released this sort of like I don't know gimmick single, and it's basically just about him like finding love in Rapongi and. Um, yeah, falling falling for this person like so head over heels that like he can only think about this person, and Rapongi's kind of like the drinking sort of like capital of Tokyo if you've ever been, um, and um, yeah, so like there's that to it, and I think it's kind of like one of those songs that everybody sort of um, uh, goes to like the karaoke bars to sing and like belt out and get drunk to, um, it's got that sort of vibe to it. Um, but yeah, Andrew WK's cover of it, basically, the original is very sort of like, it's all like, there's no, I think there is a bit of guitar in it, like during a, a bridge, but everything else is sort of synthesized, it's all sort of, it's, it's a pop song basically, um, but it's very much sort of that traditional sort of like Japanese croony style, um, whereas Andrew WK's version is a big glam rock banger, and it's fucking great. It's so good. I cannot recommend this enough. I've listened to this so fucking much this past year. You cannot believe. I still listen to it most days. Um, I have so much fun with this song. It's got an awesome, awesome chorus. The melodies are great. And, um, like, there's a bridge really early on in it, which is kind of strange. And the guitar sort of plays along with the chorus melody, um, just for a bridge. And it fucking rocks. It's it's like in the Andrew WK version, it's like a solo as well. And it, it, it's just, oh, it makes me so fucking happy. It gets me mad pumped. Like, oh, I, I always like air guitar to it. It's so fucking fun. Um, and one of the th things I adore about it, this song is it's really funny as well. And again, it's played totally straight because that's how Andrew WK does his shit. Um, but and during the end of the song, there's like this whole refrain where like the vocalist always goes pop, 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 like the Poe in Rapongi. Um, he repeats the pose a lot and during like the outro basically he has there's these whole passages where he's only singing po po pose and like there's, there's this little passage he sings it and then the key changes up a little bit and he does it again and the key changes up a little bit again and he does it again and it keeps happening to the point that the song does a false fade and then it fades back in and he's like still key changing up even more and I was like that's hysterical that's so funny
I bet you the original song doesn't do that. I went and listened to the original fucking song, and it totally does that. Like, it is totally played for laughs. It's wicked. Oh, it's so funny. Honestly, like, you should listen to this. It's really, really funny. I love this song so much. Um, it puts me in the best fucking mood. Like, again, I've, I've spoken about, like, having a bit of a disdain for, like, really negative, like, serious, heavy music on this podcast, on this, on this little podcast thing. And, um, these are the sort of songs that have got me out of that, like, that drudge. Because as much as I still really like heavy music and serious music in, in general or whatever, um, obviously as you can tell from my top 10 i really just like there's a there's a place in my heart for just like really positive like anthemic heavy pop music in a weird way and um this is kind of like that distilled into its purest form <laughs> um yeah andrew wk's Girapon is just the best fucking song I've listened to in God knows how long. Um, it obviously it lends its like history to a to a, to another artist and on uh, another version, but this version in particular is so damn good, and it's so Andrew WK. Like it, it couldn't. It, it's weird to think that it was someone else's song. It's strange. It's so so so, so very odd. Um, but yeah, Girapon by Andrew WK off the Japan covers is the best song I've listened to over the last five years. Uh, if you've never heard it, make sure you do. Um, there is like a version on YouTube that's a bit shit in quality. So I'd actually recommend that you do import the Japan covers and get that CD and just rinse it because, um, Whilst it's not like the best Andrew WK record, there are some covers that don't hit as much as the others. Um, Girapon and Linda Linda in particular are just fucking awesome. They're Andrew WK to the bone. They're really fun. They're everything I like about heavy music, but they're also everything I like about pop music. And they're combined together into great songs um, that stand on their own. And yeah, um, that's been that. Uh, thank you very much for listening to me talk about um, big daft music that I've been listening to over the last five years. Thanks to Last FM for an addiction I didn't realise I needed. Um, but I really enjoy using that website. And yeah, thanks for listening to me waffle on about songs that I like. Peace. <laughs>